At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is the nightcap with Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. We are off and running on a fantastic. Thursday evening, are you not entertained with everything that has been unfolding? And that includes, hey, we'll have baseball this year and sooner maybe than we thought. A lot more on that here momentarily, but college basketball has been phenomenal today. We've seen upsets, Baylor going down. We've seen big bleeds blown. I see you, Michigan. Uh, we Oh, I see you, Texas. Uh <laughs> And uh, it has been uh, it has been quite the day across college basketball. And I, for one, think this is a bit of foreshadowing of what to anticipate when it comes to the bracket reveal on Sunday. Of course, we will have six hours of free coverage for those of you who want to watch uh, all of our content on vsin.com. Myself, Stormy, uh, so many others, Matt Humans, JVT, Amal Shaw, Sean will be a part of our coverage. Sean, by the way, uh, on assignment tonight. Uh, hopefully, he will be back uh, tomorrow evening. So, uh, no Sean tonight. Uh, but we will have plenty of things covered for you. Colin Sherwin from DraftKings will join us uh, momentarily. Uh, Cody Decker, our good friend, he will give us the latest and uh, his level of excitement after the MLB and the MLBPA finally came to an agreement. And uh, we will indeed have baseball uh, as soon as mid-April, which is uh, certainly a bit surprising, but we will have baseball. So uh, huzzah, they were able to uh, figure that out, and we will have baseball at some point. The nuts and bolts and also the frenzy of free agency that is going to start uh, in a matter of feels like moments. Uh, so we will, uh, we will talk to Cody there. And then our good friend, Jim Root, who, by the way, last night on the show, always like to give credit uh, to our to our people who join us and, and give us uh, some winners. Uh, Creighton Marquette under 142. Ding. Michigan State minus three, much to the chagrin of uh, Aaron Oster, even though I don't know. I, I wish we could get Aaron on Mike. I, I feel like he kind of just wanted the season to be over for his Terps and uh, move on to getting a new head coach. But uh, they almost got the cover. And I was sitting with a friend of the program who will be on tomorrow, Jimmy Ott from ESPN Baton Rouge. And he was uh, he was pulling for the Terps. He had uh, he had taken the two. He had he had embraced the stink a little bit. Thankfully, our good friend Jim Root talked me off of it because I 100% would have been on Maryland. Michigan State ultimately wins by four. UCF USF thought we might get overtime there. We ultimately did not. That lands 118. The under 127 comes home, and we've got one more game pending. Uh, he went a little off the radar, but that's cool. Uh, he went with NC Central taking on. Uh, University of Maryland Eastern Shores. We're waiting on that one, but a solid day for Jim. He will join us in studio. We will take a full look at the slate tomorrow. We will obviously recap the day that was. How devastating was a loss to Michigan? Is Michigan now on the outside looking in a 
big-time bubble showdown in the Big Ten today, and Michigan blows a double-digit lead, falls to Indiana. Wes Reynolds is somewhere right now uh, dancing a jig in uh, the city of Las Vegas while all the Michigan Wolverine fans are uh, holding their breath and wondering if, in fact, they'll get in. I mean, Michigan's one of those interesting situations where you look at the record as we show it on the screen. They're 17-14, but the numbers love them. Look at the net, the KPI, strength of record, uh, and, and their Ken Palm is very high, very respectable. So uh, they will be one team sweating it out come Selection Sunday, one of many. Obviously, yesterday we talked about Wake Forest. How about the team that beat Wake Forest in Boston College, forced overtime against Miami? But unfortunately for us, who laid the minus 120, 125, 135, wherever you got in on Duke to win the ACC, would have been beautiful to see the 13th seed head to the semifinals, but not to be. So it will be Miami against Duke. But, you know, Duke didn't look their best. Now, one thing that I'm very curious about when it comes to the Duke-Syracuse game, which started our day off with just ridiculous shot making, no Buddy Bayheim, but his brother Jimmy Bayheim said, no worries, bro. I got you covered. Hit a career high six three-pointers. And early on in that game, Duke being down four at the break, it felt like they were getting open looks everywhere. And I know, you know, Sean is not here today, but you know who hit the dagger shot, right? Yeah, Jeremy Roach. He hit the dagger for Duke to get them that ultimate victory. And uh, Sean's favorite player, Jeremy Roach, came off the bench and hit five threes five threes for the blue devils to get that win because paulo boncaro really did nothing uh, at least offensively at 10 points wendell moore was terrific and uh, duke holds on they don't get the cover so shout out to uh, brad evans who uh, who likes syracuse plus the points and uh, ultimately wherever you got the points you were able to get that one duke holds on uh, escapes against syracuse and what was a pretty lively atmosphere there it seemed like at the Barclays Center earlier this morning. How about Providence? Providence, the Friars, uh, they just do what they always do, which is win close games. Um, I, I was about to, to set out a tweet saying, this is what I get. I fade them all year, and then I actually back them with a plus 650 to win the Big East future, and they fall on their face against Butler. But it was not to be because Providence, somehow, someway, like they always do, Found a way to win, did not cover, but the Friars escape in the quarterfinals, beating Butler in a hell of a game. Uh, Al Durham hits the big three late in that one to give them the lead for good. They win 65-61. The Butler Bulldogs do get the cover, though. I tweeted this out, and I, at this point, I kind of believe it's going to happen. At some point, probably. I think they're going to win the national championship and they're going to win their first round game by two. They're going to win every other game by two. That's, that's how this season's going to unfold. They're the luckiest team per Ken Palm in the nation. And I think that's that's how it's all going to, going to play out. And uh, hopefully that luck continues for anyone who followed on a Big East future uh, because they will play Creighton. Uh, a bit of a surprise there as Creighton Marquette. So uh, just so much college basketball to get to. We got games going on. I'm trying to keep tabs on them. UNC off to a great start. So if you were thinking maybe UNC would get fat and happy after that win over Duke, early returns are they are ready to play. They lead by 10 over Virginia. 
that may make me a little bit nervous uh, if they continue to play this well. The winner of UNC Virginia will get Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech, who needed a buzzer beater to beat Clemson in the second round of the ACC tournament last night. They were a pick em last night after their victory against Notre Dame, and they go out and beat Notre Dame. And we said on this show, uh, that was my favorite play of the day, was Virginia Tech uh, at a pick. They ultimately, I think, went off one, one and a half. They beat the Irish 87 to 80, jumped out to a huge lead, and uh, ultimately the Hokies get the victory over Notre Dame. Notre Dame, another team uh, that could be sweating it out a little bit. Um, Arizona found a way to come back and beat Stanford. That was nip and tuck all afternoon long, 84 to 80. The big upset of the day, Oklahoma. And now I, I got to look at, you know, bracketology. Oklahoma with that win, uh, are, are they, Aaron, now? trending a little bit yeah a little bit more secure on the bubble they felt like they were further out and now you beat Baylor you're certainly in the discussion they're 18 and 14 had an under 500 record in the big 12 but a hell of a win today for Oklahoma and now they get the winner of Texas Tech and Iowa State as Texas Tech has jumped out to an early lead over the Cyclones they lead 27 to 11 so just so much to keep tabs on Kansas an easy winner over West Virginia today 87 to 63 so Kansas moves on to the semifinals of the Big 12 tournament uh, they will face uh, TCU overcame an 18 point second half or a uh, halftime deficit and beat Texas wouldn't you know it so Texas who is uh, surprisingly short in the futures market to win the Big 12 uh, Texas falls apart TCU gets the win, and uh, Jamie Dixon's squad, they are dancing, no doubt about it, uh, and they have had a hell of a finish to the season. All right, we'll continue the college basketball talk here in just a moment. Colin Sherwin will join us from DraftKings, but baseball is back, and we're going to get much more into this uh, with Cody Decker coming up at the top, or excuse me, at, uh, at, at 45 of this hour, 745 Pacific, 1045 uh, Eastern, but Here's what, uh, here's what we need to know. Uh, opening day is going to be much sooner than I, I think anybody anticipated, right? With the games that were being canceled, we thought, okay, this isn't going to happen. Ultimately, it is going to happen, and it will start on April 7th, so not that late. Uh, spring training is going to start in just a matter of days. Uh, we'll have a 162-game season, so no games lost. They ultimately found a way to get a full season in. We will have expanded postseasons. 12-team uh, postseason, extra innings, do not start with a man on second base. I love this graphic, though, that we made because it's it's the stuff that we care about. We, we don't care about, I mean, let's be honest. We don't really care about, you know, the splits and money and all that right now. Uh, as betters, what do we care about? And this is what we care about. And uh, there will be the universal DH. So all of these things have been agreed upon. Baseball will be back, and uh, it, it's it's a it's a really important thing. Uh, honestly, for baseball, that it will be back. Uh, this was, uh, you know, this was a situation where it was it was lose lose. Uh, people, in my opinion, didn't really care about it. Uh, I'm sure look, there were some people that were very frustrated and upset. I'm a big baseball fan, but you know, we're busy right now. We got basketball going on. We got a ton of things going on. Uh, they needed to get this figured out for the sport. They did, and uh, we will have baseball starting on April 7th. So. Uh, that is uh, that is absolutely great news. 162 games will be played. Universal DH, expanded playoffs. So when those playoff 
yes, no props come out. Know that it is a 12-team playoff situation. More on baseball coming up in about 35 minutes. We'll talk to Cody Decker. But up next, Colin Sherwin will join us in studio. Get his thoughts from the crazy day that was in college basketball. Jim Root will co-host the final two hours of the show as well. So flying solo, sort of, tonight. It is the nightcap here on Visa. This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the sports betting network. Are you ready for a fresh start? And we mean a real fresh start with lasting change. Take the Zen 10 challenge and switch up way you've been enjoying nicotine available in a variety of tastes and strengths zen nicotine pouches deliver smoke-free and spit-free nicotine satisfaction try zen nicotine pouches for 10 days for your money back your fresh start is here take the zen 10 challenge today at zen.com slash 10 that's zyn.com slash 10 zen nicotine pouches are for are only for adults 21 and over who currently use tobacco or nicotine warning this product does contain nicotine nicotine is an addictive chemical i am tim murray no sean king tonight but we you know we bring in the next best thing we bring in his good friend colin sherwin he joins us right now colin always a pleasure and uh i know your alma mater fell short but i was dreading so our good friend who will co-host the show uh, coming up top of the hour jim root love the under in ucf usf uh it was 127 last night closed 125 and uh, i'm sitting there down watching these games colin I'm looking up, watching. I'm like, oh, this is destined for overtime. This is this is destined. <laughs> it was 60 it to 58. And thankfully, USF, they just were going for the win. And they just kept shooting threes at the end of the game, which was cool with me. And uh, ultimately, they did not make it. So your alma mater lost, but they were grateful to us and our listeners. So thank you to uh, to the Bulls. Thank you, Bulls. So. Uh, thank you, Brian Gregory. By the way, USF, the worst 358 out of 358 worst three-point shooting team in the country and they're up there firing threes at the end of the game <laughs> six of 17 tonight which is like a team record they're going to finish the season at 25.2 percent dead last in the country that is uh, so, yeah pretty bad not great all right let's uh let's bounce around colin does great work uh for dk live uh the college sports editor follow him on twitter at colin sherwin that's s-h-e-r-w-i-n uh you know we'll, we'll dive into the board a little bit tomorrow but um I want to bounce around because you know, I opened the show, but I don't have anything people to bounce things off of. Um, let, let's start with Duke. You know, Sean's not here, so we could talk bad about them. <laughs> Even though he went, uh, you know, heel turn and he's all in on UNC to win the ACC tournament. I am on Duke. I, I just like the path. Uh, obviously, you know, nobody Bayheim was was fortunate, and uh, now they play Miami, who I think is, you know, I know they lost to them at Cameron earlier this season, but I'm not too worried about that situation but the way UNC is playing right now, but watching Duke today, I, I don't know what to kind of pull from that because I felt like they were getting plenty of open looks early in that game. They just weren't hitting them right. and they're down four at the break. You know, Jimmy Bayheim is going berserk. He has a career high in threes. It felt like everything was, was, was hitting there for, for Syracuse. I kind of got some weird, like 
Lehigh, Mercer vibes in that game. And I'm wondering, like, is this going to happen again? So when you look at this Duke team, what is your takeaway right now of Duke? It's Paolo Bancaro and some dudes. But the thing you is, know, Paolo didn't even play that well today. And, and, and that's the thing. And is Wendell he really Moore, didn't, yeah. if you watch that game today, sorry to interrupt, but no, if you watch the game today and, and you, let's say you, 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 you just planted in, you're like, all right, this team has a player who's going to be a top three pick. Mm-hmm. Oh, that guy, Wendell Moore. I mean, that's, yeah. what, that's what it felt like today. Now, I'm not saying that Paolo Barrancaro stinks or anything like that, but it was, I don't know if it was the defense that Syracuse implemented, but it was, Bancaro was was unimpressive to me today, and I've seen him be phenomenal at times. Right. And Wendell Moore was was awesome. Yeah. As was Jeremy Roach, by the way, who came off the bench and hit five threes in the dagger. And that and that is huge. The guy who really I sort of see as the fulcrum of that team is Mark Williams. Mm-hmm. Because if Mark Williams gets numbers, if he plays well, they tend to play well. And uh, Williams was 7 of 11 today, got nine rebounds, led the team in rebounding. He sort of is that quiet guy, does everything. But if he's playing well as sort of that glue, they tend to play well. But, you know, if you're not making shots, 11 to 32 from three, you know, you're going to put yourself in the danger zone against anybody in the country, especially against a a Syracuse team that is one of the worst defensive three-point teams in the country. And we saw Duke light them up uh, a couple times. Right now, Duke, by the way, uh, depending on where you look, uh, no line here at Circa, at DraftKings, it's Duke minus nine tomorrow against Miami. Ooh, I... Kind of like the Hurricanes there. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I wouldn't blame you. You know, the, Miami has also been really good in tournaments over the years, mm-hmm. uh, especially under Jim Laranaga. They do a good job of turning quickly, um, and I think that's a skill. You know, I think that's what cost St. John's this game tonight is that when you're playing that 40 minutes of hell style for three days in a row, that's going to wear you down by the middle of a tournament, by the end of a tournament. And so I think St. John's jumped out early and just ran out of gas in the tank. On the other hand, Miami is a team that, team seems to get better as these tournaments go on. They play with a little bit of depth, and I think that helps. Well, let's jump to that. I didn't even mention that. I, I should have because, uh, you know, Sean. Hey, Sean. Uh, hey, buddy. What's uh, going on? Villanova. Villanova. Saw him yesterday. I saw him yesterday. We went out, had, had a couple, you know, have a couple of beverages, had a couple of bites, and then all of a sudden now he doesn't feel good. I know. He'll, he'll be back on assignment <laughs> tonight. But uh, Villanova comes back, beats St. John's. Uh, I took the six with St. John's. Actually, a bad number. I, I played it last yeah. night. Ends up at six and a half. Um, but I, you know, I said it last night on the show, I just felt like to your point, right? This is a, a posh Alexander, you know, led team that felt like they were kind of starting to find their own. I know they lost the regular season finale to Marquette, but I felt like they were coming into their own a little bit, but this is what Villanova does, man. And and if you, they're going to, and I know Sean thinks they stink, but they are just, what they are is they don't miss free throws. They are the best free throw shooting team in the history of Division One basketball. It's incredible. 82%. And what happens at the end of the game? Slater goes to the line. He's not going to miss those free throws. And they are just, they're not, they don't, they just don't really make mistakes. Now, I know they turned the ball over 13 times tonight. I don't know if Villanova's deep enough to go all the way, but they, they just, when you doubt them, they find ways to win, man. They sweep Providence. Both those games are back and forth. I mean, going up to the dunk, I know Providence is a, is a lucky team and all that, but still, you go up to that, that is a hell of an environment. And Colin Gillespie played his best game of the year. Yeah. So I think Villanova is, is a fascinating team when it comes to the tournament because they're, they just don't mess up. It's all, well, so senior heavy, They're, they're, they're yeah. ceiling, like, look, Kentucky, Duke, uh, Auburn, uh, you, you know, Arizona, at their peak, they're, they're smoking Villanova. But right. if they have a medium game and Villanova's just steady, it's it's a, it's a it's an interesting team to keep an eye on. 
For sure. And and the thing about Villanova is the way that they match up with people. You know, they don't have a ton of size. They don't have a ton of three-point shooting. But they don't turn the ball over. They make free throws. They get to the rim. They get fouled. And that's how – it's a different way to win than you see from a lot of teams in the country. But it's very effective. And, again, it's college basketball. It's just going to come down to who they draw. Mm-hmm. You know, if they draw teams where they can get people off the bounce, get people in foul trouble – they're going to win games if they run into a team that's going to try. I think Gonzaga like runs them off the floor. Right. You know what I mean? If they and, match up somewhere, Zags are going to run them off the floor. And we saw UCLA, you know, that early season game, Villanova had the lead, and then they just kind of ran out of gas. Yeah. And you saw the athleticism. And, you know, not that I forgot that I had Villanova plus four, and they went to <laughs> overtime. And overtime's where dogs go to die, of course. Um, you know, we, we got UNC going on right now. You made a – tell the people what play you made uh, on UNC – in this one. So what I did is I wanted to see how Virginia was going to defend because what Virginia does, I mean, if you, if you watch a lot of Virginia, it's all pack line defense. You know how they're going to do it. They looked like they're said, all right, UNC shoot it. We're going to let you shoot threes. Cause we know we can't rebound anyway. And it's our only chance to compete, keep up on the glass is you're going to take shots. So at the first media timeout here at the lovely circuit sports resort, um, I went down to the counter after the first four minutes, Virginia was leading seven, six. And they said, you can have UNC minus three and a half. And I said, please, <laughs> please add minus one Oh five too. Cause you can hear just a little shout out for this place during TV timeouts. It's minus minus one ten. So run to the counter or use the app, whichever you want to do. I just didn't have anything on the app. I just got here. Um, <laughs> and I ran to the counter and, and, but and you know it. how to set up your app. Unlike, yes. unlike normal people who sit in this chair. You, <laughs> that guy, you mean that guy I've had to make bets for because yeah, we're out somewhere and he's you, like, hey, get it down for me? <laughs> you know how to set up your app, okay? Um, yeah. For sure. UNC right now up 27 to 13. All right, let, let's just stick with this UNC squad because they are impossible to figure out. They're, mm-hmm. they're obviously securely in the field of 68 after the win over Duke. I was making the case prior to that win and my expectation as a you know, 11, 12-point underdog at Duke, they were going to lose. They did not. But prior to that, they have, what, one quad, one win. And I'm thinking, why is this team securely in the field? They've beaten nobody. Their best win was Virginia Tech. Well, now they're playing to their level, man. They've, they've got, you know, Manic is a guy who can bury threes everywhere. Armando Baycott is a, is a stud. So it, they're playing, it seems. And now it's Virginia, and Virginia's not a tournament team or anything like that. But – it feels like UNC, okay, now they're coming into gear, and we could be on a collision course. Virginia Tech will uh, get the winner of this game as Virginia Tech beat Notre Dame 87-80. to We could be on a collision course for, for one hell of an ACC championship game. That would probably be what? UNC minus? No, Duke. Oh, I'm sorry. You went uh... – UNC Virginia Tech. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. UNC um, Virginia Tech minus nine. It'll be, eight, it'll nine? be, it'll be shorter than you think. Because yeah. Ken Palm really likes Virginia Tech. They do. Yeah, the, the mean, numbers are very, very heavy. Yeah, Ken, Virginia Tech was like top thirty in Ken Palm. That's why twenty seven right now. And, yeah. and that's why Virginia Tech, uh, to surprise of some, not this guy, uh, <laughs> was a, was a pick and then ultimately a favorite against Notre Dame. So I, I think that line will be shorter than okay. you anticipate. I hope. So. Um, and I think UNC. I don't know four. Four, five, something like that. If it's somewhere in that range, I I'm gonna probably ride with UNC here. They, they just, I mean, they've won five in a row, and they've won five in a row impressively. It seems they've like they look good. It, yeah, know? right now it'll up be six 20, in a row too. Up twenty nine to thirteen with a minute to go. Uh, right now, as we look around, a lot of uh, a lot of teams trying to separate themselves outside of the Mountain West. I was there today. We'll talk a little Mountain West on the other side. Colin Sherwin hanging out. It's the nightcap. This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the sports betting network.
Get everything you need to bet the madness this year with the 24 with 24/7 streaming, daily best bet emails, and our tournament betting guide, including advice, data, and strategy for only 19 bucks. Whether you're filling out a bracket or betting against the spread, our team is here to get you ready for every game and every round of the tournament. Get analysis from our experts. That includes Hoops Peterson, Matt Humans, JVT, and yours truly. We'll have insights on every key team, conference, and players to watch, from the favorites to the potential Cinderella. Sign up today to get the betting guide, plus full access to VSIN through April 5th. For only 19 bucks. vsin.com slash madness. Before you go any further, I'm going to say this to somebody who's not getting paid to say this. Your college football guide before the season is one of the best guides out there on the planet. Um, I have used that consistently throughout the year. So if it's something you're like kind of on the fence, you watch the content, but you're not really sure, hey, do I really want to spend the money? Is this really worth it? All I can say is that the college football guide that we that you guys put out before the season start was fantastic. And so, yeah, uh, yeah, we take. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. Come on, that's good. Uh, Colin Sherwin, kind enough to hang out with us, uh, DK Live, uh, and follow him on Twitter. Great follow at Colin Sherwin uh, on Twitter. Um, So many things to get to. Games going on right now. UConn uh, putting it on Seton Hall early. Seton Hall needing everything to beat Georgetown last night, and fortunately. I was able to get off a terrible bet. I bet Seton Hall pregame, just dumb. And I was able to get them plus money uh, in-game. So, sweated that one out. Was able to uh, to come out uh, in the positive there. Um, But UConn looking good so far in that one. Um, And uh, going on in the Big 12, uh, we have a commercial. So, that is not helpful to me. Oh, Texas Tech up 19 at the half against Iowa State if they win. They'll go on to play Oklahoma. So we could have a Kansas-Texas Tech possibility or an all-Texas final, TCU, uh, a team I know that you like. You've been fa- following them. Uh, the Horn Frogs have been playing well. Can I just – this has nothing to do with betting. Hey, Pittsburgh. Yeah, yeah. Running Jamie Dixon out, huh? Yeah, how's, that, how's that working <laughs> out for you? Yeah. You know, it's so funny. I've been riding TCU. Um, cover machines. Cover machines. And I'm telling you, it was five and a half today, and it was my pick of the day. Up nice. At, uh, uh, for for DraftKings, um, I really like this team. I don't know about tomorrow though. Um, at some point, you get you know you got to run out of gas. At some point, there is a significant talent gap. Although they have already they beat this Kansas team and then and they have beaten them. I'll and then say, the second time, yeah. Colin, that was that was that was I was all over Kansas the second time. I'm like they just lost. They're laying yeah. double digits. They're going to blow them out. And to TCU's credit, hung right with them and and almost won that game outright. Um, guard play, really good guard play. You were at the Orleans on mm-hmm. uh, on Tuesday night uh, as Gonzaga gets a miracle cover. Uh, man, <laughs> it was incredible. So I'm sitting with Gonzaga fans, and um, I, I didn't have I had no action on the game. It, the number just seemed like right about perfect to me. So I'm just sitting there as a fan, and it's 12, and Gonzaga dribbles across mid court, and the the fans are like, oh, 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 oh. and then miraculously. Bullethead, as they call him, Randy Bennett was, I don't know if he signaled to foul or what happened, but so, for some reason, the St. Mary's players backed off and then they reached to foul. It looked like they were just going to let it play out. Right. We're watching it on, yeah. on, on the air and I'm like, oh, because I had, I had no bet on it either. Actually, I, I did have, I had two things going. I needed Gonzaga to win to close out a, uh, a three-leg conference tournament parlay, which was nice. Bryant, Colgate, and, uh, oh. and Gonzaga. Send and it. then... Uh, our good friend Sean uh, bet me. Uh, I got Gonzaga. He got the field uh, and uh, even odds. 
So I like your price there. Yeah, I, I liked my price. So I <laughs> that took, was pretty strong. I, I, took, I took Gonzaga there. So I think I, it was like 360 or something like that was, going in. In the fours at some spots. <laughs> but um, your thoughts as, you know, the bracket will come out. Gonzaga is probably going to be the number one overall seed, uh, especially after Baylor loses today. Uh, so they'll be headed out west. Um, they'll be in Portland more, more than likely. Actually, they will be. I, I'm, I can confirm they yeah. will be in Portland uh, for those first two rounds. But what do you make of this Gonzaga team? Uh, very good and somewhat vulnerable. The same problems that you're going to have with – this is a Gonzaga team. It's just they have a 7-4 kid in the middle. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's just your it, – but otherwise, it's your basic standard Gonzaga. Um, you know, last – Andrew Nemhard was, was the WCC tournament MVP. The fact that they can get, you know, you don't need it out of Timmy. You don't need it. Out, it's the third guy. It's the fourth guy. They can go down the line. They can get it from somebody else. Um, Chet missed a lot of shots in the final. You know, he he didn't play great. He had no fouls at halftime, and he had four. Uh, he picked up a third, like, randomly, and then he got a random fourth as well. Um, I think the fourth was an offensive foul. And it shows just, like, he's still a freshman. He's still going to make those kind of mistakes. It was like a spot where you don't need to take the ball to the basket if somebody's set. Don't put yourself in position to get a fourth. He's a, he's what, what is he, 18 years old? Mm-hmm. So he they're going to be – I think they're going to be fine. But if they run into a team that can really play well on the post, their nightmare is like Arkansas, mm. who can really hit them at the block, attacks the rim, goes downhill, plays – isn't it going to be afraid of the pace or the, of the speed that they're going to want to go with? Um, I, those are the it, – you know, it's college basketball. It's all about matchups, you know. Arizona would be another team, but then, of course, they have a point guard go down today, and who knows where they're going to be. But that would be another team where, if I'm Gonzaga, I don't really want to run into. That would be a fun fun, fun to watch Tommy oh, Lloyd man. go up against Mark Few. I mean, that would, go. That would be something there. Um, we do have uh, – I don't know. I'm just going to throw it out there to you. Uh, we do have a game still tonight, uh, a couple games, actually. And uh, not to say that you have to have an opinion on them, but uh, uh-huh. we've got Washington and USC. Uh, if you like – the dog, you can catch as many as seven uh, with the Huskies against USC. I am not a USC believer. Um, I would probably just have to take the points with Washington. I will likely stay off this. And then we also have Fresno State, San Diego State. Incredibly low total uh, with a great defense in San Diego State. Fresno State, they got everything from San Jose State yesterday, who's not very good. But this is always kind of one of those situations. Look at Virginia Tech today, right? Got everything from Clemson, and then they turn around and beat Notre Dame, and the score wasn't indicative, really, of that game. It was pretty much, you know, arm's length the entire way. So anything Washington, USC, Fresno State, San Diego State, interesting to you? So I, I really like the San Diego State team. That win that they got at Wyoming, I think, so was, was one of the – Really impressive. Yeah, one of the best wins of the year in the Mountain West. Um, you know, you got a 7,200 feet elevation or something ridiculous like that to go in there on – and, and plus they have, like, short flight, you know, mm-hmm. and, and they still found a way to get it done. Um, what they do is they also really stretch teams out defensively. They make you play – you're going to have to, you know – take a shot with two, three seconds left in the clock because they're going to be up in your shirt until then. So they force bad shots. They they play really well. I'd like to see – I'd really like to see them do it against a team. They haven't played a really, like, top-tier team this season. Mm-hmm. I want to see what they can do against, like, an elite. You know, um, they beat St. Mary's, but St. Mary's isn't super athletic. I want to see what this team can do against a super athletic top-tier team defensively. I think that will determine how far they go in the tournament. You know, because when you hit the round of 16, round of eight, that's where you're going to be. Um, the other problem is they can't really score. <laughs> Yeah, which is kind of an issue. Yep. Um, but hence know, the total being at uh, one sixteen tonight, which is just absurd. Um, Ken Palm has it at one twelve. No, excuse me, one twenty two. I'm okay. sorry. Um, but that is absurdly low. But they're a really fun team to watch and to watch defend. Um, you know, I, I've enjoyed that league this year. Oh, it's um, been phenomenal. I, and right now, by the way, uh, Colorado State, the two seed, 
is uh, up three with eight and a half minutes to go against Utah State. Uh, the dogs, uh, actually, no, uh, Wyoming did ultimately get the cover. Uh, I was at the game today, and I- I'll just say this, a little PSA. If Wyoming is within 12 hours of their first-round site, they're going to have the crowd. <laughs> that crowd yeah. will, at the Thomas & Mack Center, home of UNLV, was, I would say, 70% Wyoming. It was a great, That's incredible. It was a great atmosphere, you know, where we were sitting uh, we were kind of engulfed, but there was yellow scattered everywhere. Their Chan, you know, W-Y-O. It was, it was a phenomenal atmosphere. Uh, props to Cowboy fans. The Poke Nation was, was out in full force. And uh, they're catching two tomorrow against Boise State. That's why I really didn't have any interest in the futures market in this conference. Because, you know, the bets that I made on this show in the, in the futures market was, you know, with, I made Providence because I, I like their bracket draw to the final. I played Duke. I like their draw to the final. Uh, Northern Colorado, hopefully they're able to get it done tonight uh, against Eastern Washington. Their draw to the final. I I have no idea. I mean, this conference. Wide open. Every single night, it's, oh, Wyoming beat, you know, <laughs> beat San Diego State. Then they lost to San. I mean, it is it is so, if you told me any one of those five teams won the conference, including UNLV, I wouldn't have been surprised. Yeah. And then the game played out. Both the games. Nevada was right there, too. It looked like they were kind of out of it, and then they made a charge and ultimately uh, were able to get in the cover as well. This is this is a three-and-a-half-bid league right now. You know, I mean, that Wyoming, that, that's right on that fence, and I think I mean, I'd like to see them get in. I, I think they're like in. I play. think they're in good shape. So they're right there, but basketball is better when the West Coast Conference is getting three teams, when the Mountain West is getting four teams, when the Americans getting is a multi-bid league, um, and they will be this year, too. I think that's good for basketball when we're starting to see more of these what I call the middle three leagues, when they're getting better, I think that's better for basketball. Before I let you run 30 sure. seconds, you are a USF guy, so you've Man. kept close eyes on the AAC. Houston, Memphis, SMU, Cincinnati, anything uh, you like coming out of this conference, AAC style? Tell me which side of the bed Memphis wakes up on, and I'll tell you who's going <laughs> to win the league. Like I, That team is just so – they're so up and down. They play against USF. I'm, I even tweeted, I'm like, these guys look like they met in the locker room. Right. Like they, I mean, and this is in March, and you're like going, what are they doing? And then you see them against Houston, and you go, oh, well, they yeah. can really play at high level. They, they, have, they have that level. High ceiling, through. low floor. Follow him on Twitter. There's no floor. All ceiling here. <laughs> Colin Sherwin, at Colin Sherwin on Twitter. We talk some baseball with Cody Decker next. This is the Nightcap on VSEN, the sports betting network. Before you make your next college basketball bet, be sure to visit vcin.com to check the current betting splits data. This new feature gives you insights on where the money and bets are moving for every game. You'll be able to see where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. Data is available for money line, over, under, and against the spread bets. Betting splits are another way. vcin is here to make you a smarter better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at vcin.com. While I am totally engulfed in college basketball and sweet, sassy, molasses, UNC up 33 to 13 in the second half against Virginia. That's what makes the the voice go out. By the way, Utah State now leading Colorado State. So uh, keeping that, I got to stay focused because I have a great guest on to talk about a very important thing. That is, hey, 
We're going to have baseball this year. Spectacular. And on sort of on time and all the games, Cody Decker, our good friend at Decker 6. Cody, what we were talking last week, we're going to have games April 7th, 162 games? What? What is happening? I was looking at the wrong camera. I'm that excited. Baseball season, man. It's baseball season. We're getting the full slate of games. Nothing mixed. Expanded playoffs, 12 teams. I'm on board with just about everything that they're going on, going with. The Players Association made a lot of ground in their, this CBA. They needed to make back a lot of ground based on the last two CBAs. But all the rule changes that people are up in arms about, who cares? We're getting baseball, dude. Baseball. And when it, when it comes to, we have, a, we have a graphic that we've been showing, and I think it's, it's great, you know, because you do, you know, betting shows too, and, and you come down here and we, we chop it up, so you're betting on baseball. The rules that are tweaked for us betters, uh, baseball is going to start April 7th, so what, a week late, who cares, 162 games, great, 12-team uh, postseason, so keep that in mind for the futures market, yes, no props, nine-inning double headers, uh, extra innings, no man on second base, and a DH. So, you know, you look at those six bullet points that we have up there uh, for the folks at home, um, you know, looking at the bottom four, 12-team postseason, nine-inning doubleheaders, uh, no man on second, thank God, and uh, a universal DH. Your, your thoughts on all of these? I'm on board with the universal DH. I'm going to be telling you right now, the extra inning rule, I'm a little disappointed. I liked the runner really? on second base. Absolutely really? did. It served its purpose. It, at 35% of games ended in the 10th inning. It did its job. The only thing that it was really tough with was over-unders all throughout the entire season. <laughs> yes. It definitely obliterated that a little bit, and it just did cost me a little bit. But I will tell you, for the rest of the thing, I liked what it did for the game. Also, double headers being at seven innings, I really did like that as well. However, listen, I'm not going to complain one way or the other about both of those two rules. That's fine. But the National League DH, guys, has been a long time coming. Finally, I'm glad we're getting it. If for no, no other reason that we don't have to watch a pitcher hurt himself on offense and that we don't have to have this argument anymore whether or not this is, like, good for the game. It's always been good for the game. Thank God this is happening. I, you know, I am a uh, baseball purist, but I, I'm with you, man. It, it, it was like, you know, I'm a Nats fan, and you're like, got a rally going, and... You know, Max Scherzer's coming up. Bad example. He can actually hit decently. But um, so I, I guess w when you look at the free agency frenzy that's about to unfold, and it's oh, going to yeah. go fast and furious, and we're going to show a list of some of the notables here. Uh, wh what is your expectation? I mean, look at that list. Those guys are unsigned. That's crazy, Cody. And it's an amount, the amount of players that are game-changing players on this list. MVP caliber players. And you know what's amazing? The play, the players that are listed, you see down the list is someone like Nick Cassianos. That guy in any free agent market would be in the top three go-getters. But he's not right now because Carlos Correa out there is going to sign for like a continent, basically. <laughs> I cannot wait to see what happens with him. Chris Bryant, there's a huge market out for him. But there's also a massive trade market out there because the A's are just giving up on this season. The Mariners are coming back because they're smelling blood in the water. I'm really interested in everything that's going to take place in the AL West. It's going to be fascinating with the Texas Rangers and their signing frenzy. Doesn't look like they're done because we might see Clayton Kershaw in a different shade of blue this season. Dude, this is madness. I love it. <laughs> We're talking to our good friend Cody Decker at Decker6 on Twitter. Uh, Cody, before we get to maybe some future thoughts, uh, you know, with a very quick 
spring training, right? They're going to get going in a couple days, and then yes. and then opening day right around the corner. Uh, our starters, should we anticipate very short starts early on? You know, could we look at maybe overs because the bullpens are going to be coming in a lot? So it, what should be our expectations for starting pitchers? Because this is a very abbreviated spring training. Yes, and I think there's going to be something that every team is going to be looking out for this year that they didn't look out for well enough last year after the 60-game season, and that is going to be limiting innings, especially early on in the season. So look out for those strikeout props. I'm going to be taking a lot of unders early in the season, and also I'm going to be playing the over in a lot of games because I think a lot more fastballs and change-ups are going to be thrown in April early on in the season. You're not going to see everybody at their A game, especially strike glove striking a lot of sliders, and I think the offenses are going to be boom in April right when we get going. So I'm really excited for this season. I think by May, I think everybody's going to kind of start to settle in. You're going to start seeing the normal strikeout props. And of course, my strikeout prop king, who is over there in Chicago, Dylan Cease, always take his over. I don't care how many (laughs) innings he's pitching. Always take his over. He's my double digit guy. Cody, you know, I'm sure you still have plenty of friends in the league. You know, Mm. I, I know they're, you know, they're not sitting on their ass and be like, oh, Oh, now we could go play. I mean, they've been training and, and doing everything. But, you know, just kind of paint the picture what current players have been doing while they've been locked out from their facilities. Uh, you know, everybody has a facility in whatever hometown they live in. Could be the town they grew up in or it could be in Los Angeles, Phoenix, Florida, some spots in Texas. There's a lot of facilities out there where everyone does the highest end training, possibly known to men. So it's nothing that they, they don't miss out on over in spring training that they can't do here. The only difference is the difference is live game reps is a very different thing. Throwing your spikes on and going and playing nine innings is very different than taking an hour of ground balls or fly balls. Facing a live hitter in that batter's box is a lot different than just facing live hitters in, uh, you know, a batting cage. It is a different flow of the game. The timing changes. Your adrenaline pumps. You might change something by the millimeter on how you pitch. So it it just you need those game reps to kind of build up a tolerance and you know basically get the the calluses on the fingers ready to go for the season. Talk once again to uh, Cody Decker at Decker Six. All right, Cody, let's get to uh, let's get to what people want to know. Who's going to win some games this year? Who's going to stink this year? Uh, and and still, as as we showed the graphic, and as you mentioned, it's going to be a frenzy. So I would say, you know, be cautious or, you know, maybe you can get ahead of the market. You know, imagine having a, a Broncos futures ticket right now uh, before mm-hmm. they traded for Russell Wilson. So just broad World Series odds. Who are some of the teams that you're fascinated in uh, heading into 2022? You know, looking at some of these teams, of course, you know the Dodgers, no matter what, are always going to be right at the top of the odds boards. But a team that's going to be very interesting right now is the San Diego Padres because, one, in the division is the Dodgers, so you know their odds are always going to be a little bit more in the plus column for you. Not to mention... They're not done. A.J. Preller is going to go get some moves, especially now that they have a National League D.H. Can you imagine what that offense will look like with a Nelson Cruz added to that team all of a sudden? The odds for that team is going to absolutely change. It's going to feel real good about having that ticket right now. Another team that really intrigues me that no one's talking about is the Detroit Tigers. They made a move already with Javi Baez. They got some young arms as teams up and coming. Say they go out and get another bat like a Chris Bryant or say if they go out and get somebody else. Uh, you know, there are bodies out there. Trevor Story's out there. There is Freddie Freeman's out there. Can you imagine if a high-end free agent gets picked up by Detroit and you have that futures ticket? There's a few teams that I'm just so excited for this season. Let's just get going, man. I, I need the first domino to drop, but I need it to happen tonight. <laughs> 
Uh, I hope you don't make me sad here because I, I can't stand this franchise and they just, you know, signed one of my favorite players. Uh, that would be the New York Mets. They get Max Scherzer. They've got Jacob deGrom. It's, it makes me sick. Uh, but but how good are the Mets going to be this year? That's the thing, man. Don't I don't think you should fall into the trap just yet. I think you need to sit around and wait because in August, you always know what the Mets look like. <laughs> Something goes wrong. This team gets injured. And I know it's the shiny new toys. You know that pitching staff is just second to none with those two guys at the top of the lineup. But DeGrom hasn't pitched like this at this form of DeGrom in a full season yet. And I haven't seen it, which is making me a very, very hesitant to put anything on the Mets right now, because right now everybody's feeling the Mets. And I don't think the Yankees are knocked off the top slot as the New York baseball team. I do hate that they got Buck Showalter. I feel like he's, what what are you, we got 30 seconds. Buck Showalter as the manager of the Mets. How much will he help avoid the Mets metsing? If someone's going to help them avoid the Mets from doing, you know, Metsing, it's going to be Buck Showalter. If he can't do it, then there's no one physically alive that can. You're going to have to you have to dig up the dead body and reanimate the corpse of a Billy Martin to get anything going in Queens, man. He is Cody Decker, maybe the happiest man that's not in the major leagues right now. He's fired up. Cody, always a pleasure. We'll talk to you soon. Hey, beat it. There he is. Cody Decker at Decker6 on Twitter. I am I sweating out UTEP right now against Middle Tennessee State? You bet you I am. And I'm sure our next guest will as well. Jim Root in studio for the next two hours. It's the nightcap here on VEASAN. Get it. Get it.